Yo, episode 182 of the Goddamn Fools Podcast. I'm F. Swain. Eric. Bianco. What up, E? I forgot you were a co-host, yo. We forgot all about you last week. Let me, let me tell you about y'all niggas, yo. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I lived for a week. You know what I'm saying? A week. I wasn't even going that long. Y'all niggas recorded a whole pod about your children and your, the trials and tribulations of parenting. And then at the end, it was like, oh, Eric's in, Eric, Eric's in Europe. Oh, he's doing all right. See y'all niggas later. Unbelievable. Yo, son, we started the episode. I'm like looking down. I turned back around and Bianca's looking at me like this. And I'm just like, yo, what the fuck are you looking at? What did I do already? All I said was yo and introduce myself. You looking at me like, like, like I did something wrong. And that, that just, you know me. That just threw me all off. And I just, my bad, yo. I hate you. <laughs> so the next 10 minutes is yours. How is Europe? I ain't gonna talk that long. Y'all niggas are better than that. Um, <laughs> Europe was fun. It was cold. You know what I'm saying? It was like it was like 30, 40 degrees every day. Shit. Well, that was that was unfun. Um, I didn't pack clothes to be out in winter. Cause here, it's been a, it's been in the sixties since like mid February. Would have been done. Fuck winter. You know what I mean? Got on the plane, got on a red eye from Dallas. We had a road to ourselves. I still didn't sleep. Those seats are trash and uncomfortable. How long, is, you, how long is the flight? Mm, six and a half, maybe seven hours. Oh, that ain't too bad. You shitting me, nigga. I, I, I couldn't. Pretty I was shitty. Twisting, I was twisting, turning. One shaking. So we land in Amsterdam at about about 8 a.m. local time. There are six hours ahead of us here on the East Coast. Get to the hotel, wait for them to check in. Um, I put a VPN on my computer and my phone because every time I tried to get on the internet, all I got was Netherlands shit, and I was like, nah, I'm not beating yep. Nah, she got to go. VPN yeah. life. Live that, yep. So I got the <laughs> VPN, hit the server to America. While I was waiting for my ready ready, watched all the shit I wanted to watch on the plane but forgot to download. You're tapping the mic, FYI. Oh, I'm in my computer, my bad. Oh, yeah, yeah. Took a nap. Room was ready. I had her early check-in, so the room was ready at like 10.30. Took a nap. Well, slept for most of the day. Went, went saw Amsterdam. Amsterdam's dope, though. Nice city. The white people, they're very friendly. They speak English. Very important. English and Dutch. But Yeah, if, if you run into somebody, they more than likely speak English as well. Night one, we went... We just... Yeah, what did we do? What did we do the first night we were there? I think we went to an ice. I think the first night we went to that ice bar. We went to an ice bar. Why they put me in an ice bar and no good and god didn't want to like to be cold? <laughs> I don't know. Something good. It was fun, but you're not there long. You know what I'm saying so like give you time, they bring you in. It's ice bars, one of those you put on those big ass jackets and you go sit in the fucking igloo or some shit. Right. Yes, twenty below. Wait, 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 whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sounds fucking awful. 20 degrees below zero? Yeah. Yeah. Like. Yeah. Yeah. Why? I don't know. So when you like, what do you, do you eat or you just drink? No, no. You're not even in there long. You're in there for like 10 minutes tops. So you like, they give you like a big ass coat. They give you gloves. 
you go in there, they serve you drinks and ice glasses. Like, they make glasses out of ice. Mm-hmm. Okay. You have a few shots, you have a drink or whatever. And you got to have specific drinks, too. You got to have a beer or something that has a lot of liquor in it. Right, so it doesn't freeze. Not, it's going to yeah, fucking freeze yeah, yeah. old. Yep. So we was in there for a few minutes went and did that. We found an, an authentic Italian restaurant in downtown Amsterdam. We were looking for something to eat real quick before we went in there. We found this little wine bar and pizza spot. Guy was fresh out of Italy. Like, was still speaking Italian, like, knew a little English, had a little Dutch menu or whatever. Pizza was fire. Little margarita pizza, fresh ingredients. It looked so good. That shit was mad good. Had a little red wine. That was good. We found a little bar to go to, little bar to go to where they were doing karaoke. Like a college, a college Australian bar. Huh. Sure. That sounds fun, actually. It it was fun. Those kids were in there. They were fucked up. Yeah. Them, them, little, them little niggas was lit. Um, so this guy dropped first night we did, uh, at, at the bar, it was called Coco's Outback. I see a card on the floor. I pick it up. I thought it was one of mine. It wasn't. It was in Dutch. <laughs> I tapped the guy next to me, and I was like, oh, I think this is yours. He's like, oh, thank you. I'm out with my team. We going out. So he buys me a shot, slides me 10 euro, and invites me to his club. He owns a club in Amsterdam. So he's like, yo, come, you know, if you want to come through and, uh, you know, we'll have, you can have drinks on me, whatever, whatever. It's like, I, I look up the place on Instagram. It just opened. I saw a video. One, nobody in that bitch. One, that one happened. That. <laughs> no, sir. Not at all. Um, then we went and did the little bartending thing at House of Bowls. Bowls is, uh, a liquor specific to the Netherlands, something that they made on their own. It's supposed to be a mixer gin and something else. Go over there, we like they got a little museum you walk through. We did a little bartending class, learned how to make some drinks. Huh. Did that, that was cool. Uh that was when I ran out of gas. Like we were sitting in a bar, we were sitting in a place eating. We found a little seafood spot. I'm sitting there over the fish and chips, hand up holding my head up. Like, yo, I need to go to bed, my name. It was like ten o'clock. I was like, yo, I am tired. They <laughs> got back to the hotel. First thing I did was go to sleep. I think I was awake long enough to take a shower. You know, then we walked around some more, more Amsterdam. Um, they we walked by the Anne Frank House. Anne oh, Frank wow. House is like a museum now. I'm not, yep. you know, I don't, you know me. I'm not trying to be sad, my nigga. I'm not going to Anne Frank's house. <laughs> walked by it, took some pics, <laughs> and kept. I know nothing about the Anne Frank House. Is that Anne where Frank she was in the is, attic? Yep, in in the ad. You, you I know, I just, in, no, no, I just don't know anything about the like actual house. I didn't even know it was in. I thought it was, mm-hmm. I just I don't know if I assumed it was in Germany. There's lots of stairs. I don't know if I assumed There's it was in Germany. I don't I don't fucking know. I never like like I know the story, but I don't know enough right. about the story. You know? No, it, it ends poorly. I don't want to go see it. No, yeah. I'm on vacation. I don't want to be sad. No, I'm not going. Walk by it. <laughs> Said, oh, yeah, that's yeah. crazy. <laughs> But uh, Amsterdam's like built on a river, so there's like canals and all this shit everywhere. In the summertime, you could uh, do like uh, not gondolas. You probably you probably do a gondola ride in the rivers in the summertime. But they had covered covered boats that bring you mm. you know under through the canals and all that. We didn't do that yeah. though. It was too goddamn cold. You know, I went to a coffee shop. You know, smoked some legal weed. That was fun. I had a balcony in my hotel. Did that. Uh, went to the red light district at night. 
we walked we walked by it during the day. And uh so we're walking by like walking back to our hotel. And this, is there this is the part of the story people, I was waiting for, just so you know. I just I just wrote it in down. The windows. I know because you're a fucking perfect. Yeah, so the yeah, in the so. windows. So like moving around and shit, trying to like entice you to come in. But usually it's at night. Mm-hmm. Middle of the day. It was like four in the afternoon. Girl gets in the window and starts moving. I thought it was a mannequin at first because she was like standing real still. Nigga, she started moving odd and jumps. Oh shit. <laughs> Adrian didn't give you a pass or nothing? It wasn't like, yo, like Nah. Cause like in there, like so they're in the windows or whatever. So like you have to like you have to like knock on the door and go in and then they like start negotiating and shit. But so then we went by we went back at night. When like everything was lit up, everybody was outside or whatever. They got peep shows, they got live porno shows, they had a kind of wild shit in the red light district. Um noise. But as you can imagine, it's a bunch of thirsty niggas roaming the streets of Amsterdam in the red light at night. They bang on the windows, acting wild. The window. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Young boys, they, they, they were kids, but they looked like they were still in their, like early twenties. They mm, banging on the window, yeah. drunk as shit, yelling in millions of different languages that I don't know anything about. <laughs> they were wild. I was looking around, I said, "These niggas are thirsty." Shit, me and EJ said the same shit. He was like, "These niggas are thirsty, boy." You don't gotta scream. Um, They're there. You don't. You don't gotta get their you attention. Bang on the window. Yeah, nah. Just, just, just right walk there. in. Like, just walk, walk in. The door, in. Have a have a conversation about what you're gonna pay this young woman to do her job and keep it moving. Nah, these niggas will sauce money. Um, not expensive either. In uh, in Amsterdam, do shit like drinks weren't super expensive. Nothing like that. Like when I was at the college by the first night, I think a beer was like five six bucks. That's not bad. So, did that. Now, Sunday, trying to get to Paris. A shit show. Nigga. <laughs> they hacked. They didn't say this, but I work in cybersecurity. I, I think they hacked them. So there's a technical problem with the signals in the net, on the Dutch train system. So nothing can get in or out. Jesus. At first, okay. they delayed the trains till 5 o'clock in the afternoon. My train, the train we were supposed to go on to get to Paris, was at 4.15. No, 3.15, I take that back. They canceled our train. They let one train still run um, at 4.30. Now, we had reserved seats on this 3.15 train. Mm. Reserved seats the whole nine yards. Like, quiet car, Wi-Fi, the whole nine yards, right? The platform is miles. Because this is the last train out to get to France. There's niggas everywhere. So we start to get on the train. People just rushing. They rushing like the, like the, like niggas just rush the door to the club back in the day. <laughs> so this train's totally overcrowded. They never check anybody's tickets. They like try to, but it was so much madness. They're like, I'm just get on the train, yo. Get on the train, find a seat, let's go. So they stop. So we had three stops. Um, Brussels, another stop in Belgium, and Paris. Yo, nobody got off this train. It was like everybody named mother was like, we gotta get to Paris. <laughs> like nobody got off the train, fam. Niggas was sitting on the floor in the uh in a little snack cart. They were sitting on the floor. I saw a kid <laughs> like cuddled up, like sleep in a little cubby hole where you're supposed to put your luggage. Jesus. Niggas was getting there by any means on. I seen some kids sitting on tables. It was madness. It was pandemonium. How long is that uh, train ride from? Three hours. 
So damn. It got it got up to like so half the, your flight. <laughs> damn. Right. right. But the um, I guess the rub for this one is it gets up to like 300 kilometers per hour, which I think is like 160, 165 maybe. So it, it gets you to Paris faster than you're supposed to, if you were to like drive it, because I think driving was like five, five or six. That sounds about right. Yeah. So we get to Paris. Um, oh, Amsterdam. Very clean. Metro system very clean. Works unlike the metro system in my neck of the woods. The cars all work. It's on time. <laughs> There's no fucking delays. They're not building the platforms like they're doing on one of the lines here now. They about to shut down a fucking bridge for all for the next eight months. Another Jesus. part of the blue line. Jesus nah, it's massive. Is I eighty four Waterbury? It might be, motherfucker. <laughs> I don't know. This shit is wild, boy. I was mad as hell. And the train ain't been working here since I got here. And I, I got here in March last year. October. That's the, crazy. The line, trains on the blue line crashed. And they ain't used them cars since. That's crazy. Yikes. Mm-hmm. They can learn a thing or two from our from our brothers, our brothers in, in Europe. <laughs> they can learn a thing. Brothers. It's crazy though because the infrastructure in Europe, depending on where you're at, is like nuts. Like England's infrastructure is trash. They barely have roads. Like <laughs> literally, they barely have roads. Yo, the, the pictures you sent when you were on the road, yo. Son, nah, them, niggas, them niggas live raw. Yeah, that shit is wild. It's wild. Amsterdam, they got trams, they got buses, they got a subway, they got all that shit, and it's all one card. You put one, you put your little card in, and you get on anything you want. What else did I do in Amsterdam? Oh, went to a dope restaurant. Huh? You said you put it on your card, get anything you want. I said, including the women. That's it? Jesus Christ. I'm sure I'll sure let you swipe, you swipe that. You know what I mean? I have a wrong one to that. They'll be swiping all right. And it's funny, too. Like, I was joking around. Oh, my what God. For like, for, like, peep shows? Like, you know, here in the strip club, you got to throw your dollars. Right. Single euros are coins. Give a concussion. <laughs> you know, That's somebody. true. You gonna be out here full Single of coins. euros are coins. Can't do it. Um, we went to this cool. Uh, we went to this dope uh, Caribbean restaurant in Amsterdam too, called Monday. Like cool little vibe. They had a DJ in there. They was giving niggas free shots for somebody's birthday in there. I don't know. They got me. I don't ask no questions. <laughs> it's Paris. You know, we do all the Paris shit. Go to the Eiffel Tower. Went to the Louvre. Saw the Mona Lisa. Now, as a nigga who don't give a shit about art like that, the Louvre <laughs> is lost on me. I don't give a fuck. Yeah. You know what I mean? But uh, if you go to Paris, you gotta go to the Louvre. Right? Like, you gotta go, you know, see all of that. Men. High art stuff. It's lost on me. Especially, you know, they just stole shit from us anyway. So why I wanna go see that? That's they, are, they, they are a big thieving, my nigga. Mm-hmm. That's that's true. That is you know, true. They had, a, they had a, a cut out of the Sphinx. Um, mm-hmm. they, had a, a, they had an African exhibit that we couldn't get to. It wasn't open at the time. I wonder why. Fucking thieves. But the Mona Lisa. <laughs> mad open. There was a line for people to go take a picture in front of the Mona Lisa. Now, you know my black ass ain't got no fucking line to go take no picture of the Mona Lisa. You got me fucked up. Me and Asia with a picture on the side. Got in the picture. Eh, 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 eh. I'm getting in line. Not, not the police. So come on, bro. It's crazy. 
Yo, the, that cracks me up. The Louvre is huge. Like, it's a huge museum. So, like, if Archer thing, I like I, I'm, I like history shit. So, if it had been, like, more history, then I'd, have been, I'd have been into it. But, like, Adrian looked at me and was like, you don't give a fuck about none of this. Can't say that I do. Mm-hmm. Correct. What's an Eiffel bring, Tower? Bring, bring me back to Red Light District. I'll, there's some art. There's some artwork in them windows. You are such a whore. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what do we do? Oh, Eiffel Tower. I saw a police chase. That was funny. So a nigga, he like he's selling he's selling trinkets in front of the Eiffel, right? No permit. So <laughs> fucking like, Italian he job. Tower <laughs> yeah, he just you know yeah, he trying to make a, he trying to trying to make some money. You know what I'm saying. So the police look at him. He look at them. He's like, "Uh oh." He puts all his shit up. He got like a knapsack. He got it like a like tied up in a sheet. Like he look like he he uh, he about to go hitch- hitchhike. Throw it over his back. And he start running. Police come running right after. They ran him right out the little park where Eiffel Tower's at. Made my dad. Jesus. Got to see a little chaos on, on vacation. Oh, yeah. Of course. So got, went into the Eiffel. Went all the way to the top. Remember, it's fucking cold and it's fucking windy because it's at the top of a, a large mm-hmm. structure. I'd love to go back when it's like 70 degrees. You know what I'm saying? Warmth. That's what I was missing on this little, on this little excursion. But I'm glad it's we It's crazy went. because people usually go to Europe in the spring. They're wild like, boys for that. They it's wild. common. Wild. Maybe niggas from like Norway because it's summer to them. Cause it's always fucking cold in Norway, but to a nigga that just recently moved to the southern United States, I don't fuck with you're the cold. Like, you're like north, northern, southern though. Like you're Listen, like, <laughs> it ain't been below forty here in about a month and a half, two months. Like it's gonna be eighty I, tomorrow. I know that people say Europe gets all four seasons, but their weather is so much more mild. Like it gets cold for sure, but in terms of getting hot, in a lot of those places, that for them means like seventy. Yeah, no, no, because I looked up Amsterdam in summertime. I was like, well, I'd come back here. It's like the hottest to get at sixty-eight, seventy. That's you gotta be shitting me, boy. That's not. Yeah. That's not summer. That's that's mild. Like I said, it's gonna be, it's gonna be like eighty-two here tomorrow. I might go. I might go have a little drink on the rooftop tomorrow. I went to the catacombs as well in Paris. Underground, under the city, tombs, skulls, lots of dead people. Because apparently when they were building a city, they started taking rocks from underneath and they didn't have the infrastructure right. So shit started collapsing. People were dead under there. Jesus. Uh, so like, yeah, yeah. The, they're just still there? Yeah, like they stacked the bones up. It made it look nice. Excuse me? What? Oh, there's pictures. I'm gonna see you next What? Mike, did I miss this in your Instagram feed? Mm-hmm. No, my favorite one was they got a they have a sign on there that says stop. This is the Empire of the Dead before you go into the tombs. That sounds horrifying, yo. Oh that was great. I said, y'all sure? Like, it was great. Y'all sure? I said, y'all niggas sure about this? Yeah, sweep up. Nothing? Like. Well, they swept up. Like, I mean, it's clean down there. They ain't there put now. them together like the fucking dinosaurs? Nothing? Oh, don't you worry. Oh, don't worry. There's like memorials down there for people. 
they built they built like models and cities, all kind of wild shit. So you know, once we stayed right at the Arc Triumph, big big ass arc in the middle of the city. It was right near Shams Ali Say, where all the shops are. There was a line outside the Louis every day. I walked by it, like a line to get in. Like it was a yep. line to the club. On one strip, it was Louis Dior, Balenciaga, Cartier, mm. Bottega, Gucci. What else was over there? That sounds amazing. And maybe Chanel. But <laughs> don't play yourself. Don't go all the way over there and buy some shit. Because they're going to tax your ass on the way home. Sure are. They, they sure charge you are. to bring that shit home. So all, every time somebody come home, well, all the bags they could have bought at the at the Louis store in New York or went to LA or went to Miami and went to one of those instead, they played themselves. So they, they probably paid another 25% on top of whatever they paid for it when they was over there. Yo, this picture's fucking wild, bro. Oh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This picture's fucking Yo. whoa. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yo, they stacked that shit up like lumber. Mm-hmm. They said there was over Siest. 5 million bones down there. Siest ici l'imper de la mort. Mm-hmm. That's stop. This is the empire of the dead. Wait, so you do this, but you want to go up to Anne Frank attic? Mm-hmm. Nah, Anne Frank attic's like six steps, like six flights of stairs up. That shit's nuts. Yeah, and I know Anne this Frank looks story. like it's six flights story, of steps yeah. down. Nah, nah, that's part of Dante's Inferno. And it's it's mad down. I had to we had to descend a hundred steps down. We were like thirty meters on the ground, and maybe and about that to See? get back up. Yeah. Oh no! Nah. Look at these How skulls. No. It, one of those is a skull in the shape of a heart. Just to let you know, the love's still there. You know what I mean? Wait, one of them is a skull. What? It's in, oh, the, in shape the shape of, of a heart. Shape of heart. Sure, sure, bro. Sure. Mm-hmm. Like, why? That is fucking wild. And apparently, like, the catacombs is under the whole city. So there's parts of it, like, you're not supposed to go to. They were talking about, like, niggas be having parties under there, raves and all kind of dumb shit. It's just like, all these fucking leg and thigh bones. I got a, I know I got a sudden, sudden craving I know for some crazy chicken. in there. <laughs> and it's low. Sick it's shit. low, too. Like, I, you know, I'm a short nigga, so, like, my head was like, Oh, nah, 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 nope. Mm-mm. Yeah. Mm-mm. Yeah, Mm-mm. man. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Nope, I'm out. Nope. No, thank you. Nah. So it's it's made for the Lollipop Guild, too? Yeah, nah, 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 nah. I'm, I'm claustrophobic. I can't, nah. Nope. Ev be claustrophobic in his own home. Mm-mm. I know he'll pass out in there. Mm-mm. He got high ceilings. Fuck him. Mm-mm. Nah, nah, nah. So, uh, my my head? It's nah. built under everything in the city. So, like, it's under the sewers. It's under the subway. So it's even further Jesus. down than that. Mm-hmm. Also got on the Metro in Paris. On time. Worked very clean. Modernized too. Fuck, fuck around. Metro be on top of me. Now they just got my fucking skull to show. 100 <laughs> years from now. Fuck <laughs> that. Nope. Mm-hmm. And Frank, where you at? I'm, I'm, I'm head over there. Nah, because like they got like her diary stuff in there and all that. Man, look. It's, it's words. Be all right. Nah, but like we that, still listen, that just happened. We still listen to Tupac. Listen, Anne Frank, that shit just happened not too long ago. You know what I'm saying? Mm. 
Mm, I won't be sad. And it's like right, it's like right around the corner from the red light district. It's like it's like duality of life, you know. Duality <laughs> of life. I see some titties. You know what I'm saying it's crazy. But all in all, Paris was fun. Had a good trip. Flew back from Paris um, Wednesday afternoon. Uh, upgraded upgraded my seat going home now. Not the not the business all the way to business. I don't got money like that. The the spot right in front of it with the bigger seats. That was that was only like two hundred bucks. Did that? You know what I mean? Smart. And and they gave you the upgraded shit like the pillows from Saks Fifth. They gave you a yeah. real blanket. They gave you real food. You know what yeah. I'm free free liquor. And and the shops there's shop, there's, uh, there's shops in the airport too. They trying to get you coming and going. Like you Yo, walk the through security for the duty free. Yep, I I popped out at a little duty free shop after security, and the first store I saw was Louis in Dior. Yep. Gucci, Burberry. Um, what else was over there? There was one more. I, I, it's escaping me, but lots of designer shit. If you if you're in the fashion, Paris is the spot to go to. You know, you want to go, oh, and I went to Buddha Bar in Paris. You What's walk that? In, it's just, it was a dope spot. Like you walk in, it's real dark. They play music, music's bumping. They have a huge Buddha statue in there. It looked like some John Wick shit. I thought John Wick was gonna come out and start shooting niggas. Mm. But yeah, that was that was a dope spot too. Um, mm. I would go back to both. I liked Amsterdam more than Paris. Um, Amsterdam was just a little more laid back. And it, and it had, uh, uh, it had, had, had the women. Uh, I mean, we're respectful on this podcast. We call them women. There's there's women everywhere, but I'm gonna be honest with you. And um, you know, I was with I was with my girl, so it didn't really matter. Like I'm not going. To y'all y'all could have went in together. You're not a, y'all could have went in together. You're not a degenerate pervert like this nigga here. Y'all could have went yeah. in together. Had a good, had a grand I mean, old I, time. We went to a strip club before. We went to Tutti's when we were in Florida. This ain't the strip so club. This the this the. Ain't no telling. Ain't no telling. I ain't know what was happening behind them doors. No <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Europe's a little oh, different, man. Oh, but no, nah, it was fun. It's the dip club. <laughs> You are sick. Look at the way his face lights up just thinking about that <laughs> shit. Like a fucking 12-year-old who's never got his dick wet. Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. What yeah. is that? What is that? Oh, Europe, I recommend. Definitely hit the big cities in Europe. Um, the flight wasn't as bad as I thought it would be. Not going anyway. Like, it was short. It was, it, was like going to, it, was, it was like going to the West Coast, honestly. That's what I'm saying. It's far as time. Bad. You know, so like, we'll see. Yeah. Nah. We'll see what we'll do next. But I'm going somewhere warm next. Um, going yeah. on vacation before yeah. got me fucked up. So Vegas is next. Go see Usher in his residency. We'll do that in July. Uh, and then I think at the end of the year, I posted this yesterday. We're going to go to Mexico. You know, Fire. So all, all you niggas that got pure white per, uh, orders, you know, just let a nigga know. <laughs> <laughs> you pure white. I, I, know, I know how you niggas do. You niggas, oh, y'all niggas want you pure white. You know what I mean? So that's nigga, no, I got you. Man. When's your trip, Ev? Road oh, okay. Trip. Yeah, coming up. Trip. Yeah, we we driving down to North Carolina. I'm always family reunion, so be a lot of family there. I guess I have I've never met because I haven't met a lot of her her family. Honestly, if we're being honest, all the ones that are down there are spread out. Yeah, I've met a few, but like maybe mm-hmm. a handful. Mm-hmm. And when we went down to Charlotte All Star Weekend a few years ago, um, like obviously I know, like I've I've met her 
immediate family. I know her immediate right. family. Like, see them all. Right. I'll say all the time, but you know, as much as you know, we can, because they're not in mm. Connecticut. But yeah, her extended family. Yeah, I mean, I've met a few aunts and uncles, and that's yeah. That's Where they at in North Carolina? Greensboro. Okay. Yeah. Right okay. Yeah. So it ain't. It, it's like a. It's like a nine-hour drive, nine and a half, ten. Mm-hmm. Probably, it'll probably end up being twelve with. It'll be twelve with a baby. Yeah, yeah with Once a baby stop. and stops yeah. and all that. So. I was in Greensboro in '03. I was to go visit A&T when I was still going to school. My stepfather went to A&T. He was down there during Woolworths when they uh, protested and had to shut down campus. Got a little. Mm. Got a little joint down there we went and saw. But I like Greensboro. Greensboro's a cool little city. I mean, you ain't gonna have no fun. He wanna go home. He gonna, he gonna look like lesson. There's a lot of people here. You know what I'm saying? Y'all you wanna beat me and all of that. Let me just go home. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Nah. It'll be all right. I took I took extra time off of work, so too. So mm-hmm. I'm gonna have some relaxation. <laughs> Cause That's yo, when we went when we went down before, we drove down Friday. We drove down. We drove overnight Thursday into Friday. Got there Friday morning. Yeah, yeah. We left at like 10 p.m. Yep. Got there Friday morning and just basically like slept a little bit and then mm. and then we left Sunday morning. Damn. So it was like yeah, yeah. Mm. It was it was rough. So I'm like yo, this time. Was that for a day and a half? Yeah, I'm like, I gotta, I gotta, we gotta break this up or yeah, something. We gotta like sure. at least have add another day or something, have some rest coming back, like mm-hmm. something. But and then what? How many? How many? It's all, all y'all are gone, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So flying, so flying's expensive. Yeah, and I'm not ready. I'm, I'm honestly not ready to bring the baby on a on a plane either. Um, you know, me taking slow steps with things, but I just, yeah, I'm not I'm not ready for that anyway. So. At twelve hours in the car, drive. but yeah, also not. I mean, paying five fucking plane tickets. <laughs> I've never made the drive personally, but I know somebody who made it quite regularly, and God bless. It's a, it's, it's not fun. I hate driving, so it's not fun. But whatever. My father, my father don't like to fly, so whenever he goes see his his uh, his, his twin brother lives in Charlotte, he either get on a he either get on the Amtrak or he'll drive. He's a maniac. Oh, yeah. So he was talking about coming to see me uh, a few months back. He ended up not having to, we had some, some family shit coming up. He was like, where's the train? I said, I look around the corner from a train station. Why? Oh, I'm going to, I'm going to come see you. You can have, you could have, I said, pop, I live two minutes from the airport. Like you could fly into, into Reagan National. It's, it's a 10 minute drive from my house. If that, I live two miles away from the airport. You don't have to do this. <laughs> nah, I'll, just, I'll get on the train. Because Eric's traumatized by the time that we got on the Amtrak. <laughs> Bro, it took us eight hours to get to fucking DC on the goddamn train. Oh, Amtrak. God. So that was, was painful. Random sitting next to me once, once they got on in Baltimore. Like some random oh girl would not shut the fuck up for that, a whole hour. I had been off all night. Fun. I just wanted to be quiet. You just got on the plane. What the fuck else you got to talk about? Oh, no, we got we got into DC and I was we literally died that morning like just just incoherent. That was such an awful experience. What was the last time I drove home? I drove home what in August. 
Yeah. That's the last time you will see my car in Connecticut for a very long time. <laughs> was it a bad <laughs> drive? I don't like. I just don't like to drive. It's six mm-hmm. hours, but like, it's a straight shot. I live right off of 95. Like, I'm five minutes from uh, 495 to get on the bridge to get into Maryland. Like, I'm 10 minutes from MGM and all that shit. So, like, I could drive in a straight line to get to New York and then duck off in the White Plains and shit to get home on 84. That's not like driving that long. Yeah. No. It's awful. Fuck that. Not when I can get home in an hour. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I could drive my car two miles or just Uber or get on the Metro if it wants to work that day. Boom. National right there. Conversation makes me get, laugh. Get on the plane. Be home in an hour. Somebody mm-hmm. could pick my black ass up. Fuck that. Never again. Mm-hmm. But I mean, if y'all coming to see me, you want to drive. That's on y'all. That's God bless. There's nowhere to park it on. No, 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 no. It's nowhere to park it on. Never again. Never again, yo. Never again. Get me on a plane. If it was just me, yeah. Or just no, me. no, I feel you. Yeah, yeah. So when you, fan start, when you start, yeah, when you start adding these up, that shit. What what you have to whatever you have, you have to times it by four or five. Yeah, bruh, storm me out, it's fucking brutal. Yeah, whose idea was right this? Now, it's just a times two. I'm mad happy. Yours. Yours. Uh, not really. Only one was my my idea. Sidebar. This Seriously. entire conversation makes me laugh. <laughs> Can I segue back into this podcast? Yeah, no, no, go back into- oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I already heard all this. It's just my great my, yeah, brain, yeah. my brain is now in the catacombs. My fucking skull <laughs> is down <laughs> below. I'm so sorry. Yeah. I couldn't help myself. What the fuck? I gotta cut out. Holy fuck. We're not gonna have an episode. Holy We're not gonna have an episode. I'm sorry, guys. I just had to cut out so much. This will be me talking about Europe. Oh my god, bro! Yo, we've been talking because I didn't even hit record until after we. St- we've probably been talking for. <laughs> An hour and a half. The Skype says at one twenty-five. Cut out like forty-five. Cut out like the last forty-five. Cut that out. I'm so sorry. I have thirty-six minutes. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Like I said, just cut out that last forty-five, big baby. You know what I'm saying? Oh my bad, yo. Life was lifing. It took Save that for the archive. <laughs> when, we, when, we, when we 60, we gotta listen to that again. Let's oh not. no, I Please. cut. I don't save none <laughs> of that ever. shit. I cut it out. I cut it out. If there's stuff we gotta cut that I know we gotta cut, that shit does not even get saved. It gets. It's on my memory card, and then I eventually delete the memory card, and that shit is. <laughs> that shit is gone. <laughs> I wish I could do that to my actual brain at this point regarding oh, the situation. Oh my god. <laughs> at least at least put a 10-year ban on some of these memories. I would love that so much. Or the ill will. I mean we're 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 getting towards the the 10-year mark, so I would really I would really love that. See, I'm making me cut out more. Come on, y'all are killing me. 
My bad. Sorry. Jump back in. I'm ready. Trademark another? Oh. I don't know. Go ahead. Go ahead. Will I'm Smith. <laughs> Will Smith. Ten years. Y'all are killing me. Y'all are fucking killing me. <laughs> Isn't that what this show is for? <laughs> oh. oh my god. Yo, get the scissors. Let me cut everything. <laughs> <laughs> He's gonna, he gonna be Are a we... big chunk like nope. nope. Oh son. <laughs> oh my god. Sorry guys, oh, life was, was life life day. I, I thank y'all. I appreciate that. That was my life of the day, baby. Oh, Sorry, listeners. So, Y'all getting 45 minutes today. <laughs> Will Smith, 10 years, banned from the Oscars. Do we care? No one cares because he can still no. get nominated. He can he still get nominated. He can still win awards. So, I, I still just know like the pandemic, resign. he's going to get dressed up in his living room. Yeah. <laughs> they said they're not going to give him the Zoom link. They said, fuck your Zoom link. You can't even get that. I still don't know what him resigning means, but I haven't cared enough to even look, um, really. I think it means he can't vote. I think that's all it means. He already had a vote, or he had a vote because he won? No, when you're in the Academy, I, I think, yeah, I think maybe because he got nominated, he's in the Academy. Mm. So when, once he resigns, he can't, uh, it means he doesn't have a vote anymore. Man. Okay. I think. That's all, right. all I care about. They tell him he can't, go to a, he can't go to an award show. Kataji Brown, Kataji Brown Jackson. Jackson. Got nominated for uh, Supreme Court. First black woman to be nominated to the highest court in the land. Oh, it's pretty dope to see uh, the first black woman who's been VP confirm the first black woman to be on a Supreme Court. Everything else aside, nobody's a big fan of uh, uh, a VP at a VP, and you know, I, I get it. But it's still a, it was it was a good moment. Um, I think the vote was fifty three to forty seven. Yeah, that's what yep. I heard. Yeah, there was a black Republican who voted no. Tim Scott, shout out to you, Big Coonan. And uh, was it Mitch McConnell? Who was it that just refused to vote? Oh, Rand Paul. Rand Paul said he had to go to the bathroom. Oh, Rand Paul. Gotcha. Okay. Yep. He had to go to the bathroom, bro. You know, he couldn't be there for the vote. He had to go, he had, he had to, go to the bathroom. He went ten, to the bathroom? So he didn't vote? He tried to hold up the vote as long as he could. Why? By saying he What are these games for? Like, I did hear a bunch of clips, like a bunch of people praising her. Praising her family and saying she's well qualified, but then I had to vote no, and I was like, "Damn, that's." But that's not, you know, that could be. I, I, it's clips, so every clip could be taken out of context if you don't hear it. So I don't know what the fuck the full context was. I think, but I, um, I yeah, know they're all. I think on they this, said all those bullshit. things, and then it was like, "I can't vote for her." Yeah, I think a lot of that is one. She's a black woman. Two, they think she's going to be either moderate or progressive in her opinions or whatever. <sighs> Yeah. And they don't need that. But they already got the they're already six to three, I believe. Conservative versus moderate to progressive on on a Supreme right. Court. So it's not like, you know, she's gonna run a lot a lot of dissenting opinions. It's not gonna be a lot in the affirmative. And to put up all this for that, it's a lot. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. I had Cruz women act like a three year old, act like a fucking child. You know what I'm saying? I watched some of the confirmation hearings. He was up there like a three year old, he's a fucking idiot who nobody respects. Um, but that was that was it. I'm glad she got through. I knew she would. Once they had a few, once they had one or two Republicans said they were going to vote for her, that means he wouldn't have to have uh, uh, Kamala Harris, the VP, come in and make the final decision. 
because she's she's the deciding vote being the uh, president of the of the Senate SVP. So they didn't have to even go through all of that. Right, right. Save us all the trouble. She's more than qualified, so more than any other Supreme Court justice has up to this point as far as experience in the judiciary branch. So the only reason you're saying no is because of one, what she looks like, and two, what you think she's going to make decisions based on. Yeah, right. Oh, congrats. Shout out to her. Um, yep. What's with this Black Lives Matter mansion? <sighs> how, how much was it? This shit is getting ugly. Six million. It's a six million dollar mansion. Ooh. So I'll tell you what I know and it's because it's not much and then I'll, I'll let Eric kind of take it away. I feel like he probably knows more. So from my perspective, what I've watched is you guys know who Janetta Elsie is, right? I still follow her on Twitter. We used to interact a lot um, back in the day. She went to work for Project Zero un- underneath the, the banner of Black Lives Matter quite some years ago and ended up resigning very abruptly after trying to get um, information on allocation of funds, on uh, correspondence regarding certain things. Stuff just wasn't adding up. It was very... Um, it was very shady business practices. And so she actually finally in the last year or so did a tell all interview where she spilled the beans on all the stuff that she discovered when she finally went to work for them and why she resigned and why she didn't want anything to do with, with BLM, the organization. Um, the interview was just kind of now getting traction and she had signed NDAs, things of that matter. So there was a lot of red tape that she had to go through to kind of whistleblow in that regard. Um, but basically what a lot of it said is that the funding that was coming in to people such as DeRay, who is a huge figure for Black Lives Matter and some of the other, um, organizations founders is that they were all seemingly getting wealthier and wealthier, but the money wasn't going to projects or anything really to support, Um, families of black people who had been murdered, organizations to help move black people forward. It was all just kind of disappearing. Now, this is an organization who over the last few years has made, I don't even know how many millions has been donated. It's a a big number. It's a big number. I don't know the exact number, but you know, once once you start getting donations like that, you get a large influx of cash. And if there's nowhere for it to really go, you don't have a proper channel to distribute these funds to these people like you're supposed to. It's just sitting right. in a bank account somewhere. And who has access to the money? Right. I think I've seen numbers like 90 million they've made. I mean, it's 60 million maybe. It's it's high. They they were donated a lot of money. Yeah. And um, nothing has been done with that money. There was no paper trail that brings people to an answer as to what occurred with these dollars, with these cents. Um, And now it has been coming out that one of the founders um, went and bought herself a $6 million mansion. In uh, LA. In LA, equipped with all the the fixings and the dressings and everything else. And um, it's put a large stain on the organization. It's put a really nasty taste in people's mouths. Um, And I don't think this is the... This is definitely the tip of the iceberg. I think we're going to find out a lot more in the days to come about what they've been doing with this money for real. Um, I think DeRay will have to answer for his 
part in all of this because I mean he started out as like a a school administrator or teacher mm-hmm. and is now um, very wealthy in in that regard and uh, people are going to want to know where all this money's been going. Now, when people end up in a national spotlight, you do there is an opportunity for you to become independently wealthy, right? Stacey Abrams did the same thing. Started writing books, speaking engagements, was able to do very well for herself. But all above board, you can see where the money came from. It wasn't right. people donating to you as the CEO of X org. Right, right. And then three days later, you got a $6 million mansion in Studio City in California. You know what I'm saying? So I think what happens a lot of times is you start start these organizations, grassroots, the intention is always pure at the outset. You can't throw 60, 80, 90 million dollars at a bunch of people that ain't never had shit before. Mm-hmm. And, you know, hope everything's above board where it's supposed to be. If the number's too big, I don't care what moral compass somebody has, if they have access to it, something's gonna happen. Maybe that's me being cynical. I don't know, but it it sucks because then it puts a bad light on this org that started to help people and to do the right thing. But I don't, people got to live. You know, people got to eat. Yeah. Nobody's saying you should live in squalor because you're fighting for the right thing. But you also shouldn't be right. using this money to become independently wealthy, and you didn't do nothing for it. Now, if you started doing speaking engagements, you wrote a book, you started, you know, you became an, a professor somewhere, you know, anything. You became a fucking pundit on TV, whatever. You got your money that way. That's one thing. But the money went to the coffers for Black Lives Matter. It came out the coffers to buy you buy yourself a big ass crib in a state that's very expensive to live in. People gonna ask questions, my nigga. It's a scandal, and it's going to be even greater of a scandal because, of course, it's black people doing it. Um, oh, so, man, yeah. You, you know they're going to throw the book at the situation yeah. if given the chance. Yeah, and it sucks because it's such a popular, like, just slogan. And I think, you know, a lot of us are saying it, not even realizing it was... And I mean, I, I would imagine the organization came from them saying it, or I, I'm not sure how... You know, I'm not sure how this how the timeline was with this with the history of everything that's been going on in this country the last nine years, ten years at this point. Right. Um. But the statement stands. You know what I mean? The statement "Black Lives Matter" is a hundred percent like how we feel. Yes. But it's when you attach an actual organization to it, it starts to water down what the fuck. We're mm-hmm. trying to prove, so it's just it, it, it's a lose, fucking lose, lose shit. So I know Ev, you don't, <sighs> you're not on social media as often or whatever, but I know Eric, you are a bit more. Mm. In the last couple of years, specifically, I have seen a lot of Black people make statements like "Black Lives Matter," and and then some type of um, you know caveat. aside. Yeah. Yeah, about the actual organization and not supporting the organization and separating of the Mm -hmm. two. Um, I've seen a lot of talk like that online in the last couple of years that didn't exactly make sense to me. 
because at that point I just had heard chatter, right? It was like, well, the Black Lives mm. Matter organization hasn't done anything for us, rah, rah, rah. Um, but, you know, people are always talking. So who knows what's true, what's not, how far up the creek we really are with all of it. So to see this kind of manifest is like, okay, so where there's smoke, there's fire. A $6 million mansion feels like smoke to me concerning embezzling and things of that nature. I feel like there's probably much worse coming down the pipe. Right. I think the phrase, too, they made it so synonymous, right? Right. That they named the org after this. And you want to say Black Lives Matter, but it's never going to be separate from this organization yeah. mm-hmm. that you know, has the shit history attached to it. For whatever right. reason, if something comes out and every, you find everything's above board, great. But the stain's already there, and it don't sound like it's above board. They can say what they want, but you know, if you was busting down forty k the year, you know, before BLM started, and now you got a six million dollar mansion, nobody's trying to hear above board. You know what I'm saying? And you don't right. have anything to show where you went from living point A to class. point B. Right, and I so just, now you are upper class, and I just hate giving the opposition ammo, mm. and that's what right. this does, yo. Like, mm-hmm. oh, you're just you're just handing them the gun, you're giving them the bullets to just oh, see, we told sure. you, boom, you're done. And the other side can survive we a scandal. Told you, the other side you is mean, what? They can survive a scandal. Yeah, all yeah. them niggas that in January six that's going to jail, mm-hmm. not going to jail. They was all using their jobs, using private jets to get yep. to D.C. that day. They're going to do their little three, four months. They're going to come home, probably not even be on paper, no probation, no parole, no nothing. That's a fact. You know what I mean? That's a fact. So it sucks, man. My hope is, being optimistic, that we find out that this is all, you know, what they say it is. But logically, ugh, it don't look good. You know what I mean? It doesn't. It doesn't. And and if you if you go to Tanetta's page, she has a whole thread um, on her Twitter detailing back to when she first started working with the organization and started like addressing some of the issues. And it, it, go, it follows the thread is li- literally years long that leads up to this interview she's had to yep. some of the stuff that's going on, like coming out about all of it. Um, and I think her thing was obviously she is somebody who was protesting on the grounds in Ferguson when Mike Brown was murdered. Um, I mean, she was tear gassed. She was beaten by police. She was arrested X amount of times. Mm -hmm. Um, She has since been featured in, in magazines like Vogue and I think Essence. They've done interviews with her on what protesting and being an activist was like at that point. So being associated with this organization was probably a natural trajectory for her. Um, but it it leaves kind of a mark on her resume where I think her thing is I'm trying to separate myself from what is being said about this organization because that wasn't me. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, I wasn't doing those things. And I, like I saw somebody, she had tweeted something recently and somebody like retweeted it and was like the calls coming from inside the house implying that she was a part of the problem too. Now, I don't know that that's true. Um, I've never seen anything from her that would indicate that she was doing stuff like that. Like, I don't think she's wealthy by any means or anything like that. You know what I mean? Um, I don't know. 
I know that she had a relationship with DeRay for a long time. And after coming on to Project Zero, which actually never came to fruition, um, her relationship with him ended. She does not speak to him. Um, And so I don't know. It's crazy because they kind (sighs) of came to national attention at the same time. She's from St. Louis, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. That's her hometown. So Mm -hmm. when all this happened, of course, it happened in her hometown. So this is where it all started. And then DeRay kind of came in after that because he's not from he's from he's from the East Coast. I think he's from Baltimore. And, you know, for them to be so attached at the beginning of this into now, not even fucking speak. Yeah, I mean, and I read that thread when it came out because DeRay went silent that day. He threw out, I love my blackness in yours, and that nigga went away. Yeah. And if, he say nothing. It, you know what I'm saying? If you choose to be the leader of this cause, man, you cannot have any blemishes or stains on your record. You got to hold it down. Yeah, yeah, you man. You have to, gotta... because if you fuck up... Everything else crumbles. Yes. It's a house of fucking yes. cards. It's a house of fucking yes. cards. Yes, so if you're going to go out there and choose... To be that leader, man, you got to hold it down. You have to. And I don't. And the shitty part is, yeah, man. the person who usually is the person that should be at the head doesn't want to. They just want to go do the shit. They don't want right. to deal with the politics that come from the game that you got to play to do this shit. Yeah. And right, right. you need you need both the people you need. You need you the so tip of the spear. You need the spear. You have to be and, so selfless, man. You know, and, everything and I know from Heather, just wanted to go out there and do shit. She ain't, she ain't want with all that other goofy shit. She just wanted to go yeah. out there and do what needed to be done. And DeRay having a background he did, just from observing from far away, he's a person that had been in government functions before working in the school systems and all that. Being a teacher, right. being an admin, new structure, new infrastructure, knew how that part of it yeah, is supposed yeah. to work. So in theory, you have both of what you need. Mm-hmm. But right. one part of what you need is on bullshit. The other part is like, I'm done, I'm out, I'm off it. And then it ends up being a shitty shitty thing for the rest of us. Because now, you, we, this is shit we need. We need people out there to do this shit. We need organizations to right. be there for us to bolster the shit we need. But you need people in front that are ready to be the exemplary people you need mm-hmm. right. to be out front. Ready to lead, because none of us know what the fuck is going on. So that's when people start donating because they don't know what the fuck to do. What else do you do? And right. then you have this. Just money. And who knows how long this sets sets us back. And you'll never know because it's going to get stuck in litigation. Right. Right. So when we actually find out what happened will be years after it's actually transpired like everything else because transparency is not a thing in this country, especially no. when regarding black people. Um, I don't know. Yo. I, I don't know. I've, I've not... It's this is a story I think I've been very like I gotta be honest, I have stopped pretty much um paying attention to like most news cycles at this point. I just can't handle it all. It's just all too sad and like like I don't pay attention to COVID numbers. I don't I I have really just checked out of like the serious parts of life at this point. Um but this story I've kind of been quietly in and out of following over the last like four years I don't don't even know when it began and partially because of the social connections so 
I met Netta and a bunch of those people that that we discussed in DC a couple of times back in like 2017, 2018, around then. Um, At that point, she was friends with a lot of people that I was friends with um, and some people who I knew just by extension. And because of Twitter, I watched a lot of those relationships deteriorate and just get really awkward and uncomfortable as like different personalities started to excel and arise. And at this point, a lot of the people who she was around back then, she has since removed herself from. Now, one person could look at that and say, okay, it's her, she's the problem. And another person could look at that and say, she was separating herself from the problem. What is the right answer? Don't know. That fame's a motherfucking man. People get in front of her front of uh out cameras phones the internet right they get a little yeah. taste this shit like crack and you know it's like you said e like somebody has to be the face of something right it's either going to mm-hmm. be the person who's good at the business side of things or it's going to be the person who's on the ground actually getting the shit beat out of them one of those people has to take the l yep i will say that for whatever reason we've seen deray do a lot of very performative things right yeah. What that means or doesn't mean, I don't know. Yeah. I know he's been to protests. I don't know how involved he's been in those protests or whatever. But yeah. he, I mean, he's um, always on social media bringing stuff to light too. Like I don't want to, like I don't, you know, I'm, I'm not. I don't want to sound like we're knocking him. We don't know enough of what's going on or what's to come. But he is always, right. and I mean, social media is a big factor in it. You know, yes. so he is always bringing Absolutely. bringing shit to light, for sure. It's. The thing with him, though, I'd much rather him address this head on. It's almost like the only problem I had with Cap when he started doing all this. He never said anything. I know you don't, for Cap, he didn't want to be the face of anything, but nigga, we here now. Right. You gotta, you gotta right. do something. If you don't want to, that's one thing, but man, we here now. Yeah. And if you're gonna, you're gonna, if you're gonna stir it up, maybe you got, you got to set the fuck up. And for him to, for somebody like three to have these allegations at his head and not say anything. It's crazy. Not even a throwaway. This will all come to light eventually. Everything I've done for this organization is above board. I'm proud of the work I did over here. None of it. Like I didn't I follow him. I see all his tweets. None of that came out. No. I see a lot of mixy shit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But he's not actually addressed any of it because I follow him too. And uh that to me is shady. And and Dude. and furthermore, like Netta has reached out to him on Twitter very publicly about some of the private conversations that they had regarding Project Zero. He has not responded to any of those tweets. <laughs> so I don't know. I mean there's been there's always been a lot of chatter about him, right? Like when they thought when he tried to accuse them of putting a vest on a monkey in that movie because they were trying to mock him and that was all really embarrassing and awkward. And <laughs> so there's been a lot I of stuff that funny. he's, they yeah. Like, Relax. You're not that yeah. important. Caesar and them been here before you. Word. <laughs> You're all right. This ain't about you, fam. That, that Caesar was a really, a war. <laughs> That was a really uncomfortable tirade to watch happen and play out online. So there's definitely some some stuff in his history that doesn't make complete sense. I don't even know what he does by way of like work now. I don't believe he's a teacher. I don't think he works in education oh, no, anymore. anymore. I don't, anymore. Yeah, I don't. I don't know what he does. There's um, too much paper to make to be a teacher for him. Please. Right. So yeah, like Tommy. 
Tommy's so cold. I don't know why he, he just ain't ever committed. He's so cold. <laughs> right, Tommy. So, so it's an interesting story that I think affects us all, whether we've ever been associated with the, sure. the organization or not. We have all touted around that saying, and now with those two things being becoming synonymous of each other, it's really exactly what white people need to call us a terrorist organization or to say that we were corrupt mm-hmm. or all the things that they've exactly. already been saying. That's but the this first is part. like the org of our time, right? They had SNCC, um, the, the Black Panthers. Panthers, yeah, yeah, people through you know stuff in the NOI, some of the things they did, even though. Their kind of numbers a little, they're a little radical, but they were still trying to, you know, do good. So for, you know, folks that are, I think that is my age. No, I think that is your age, right, Bianca? Early 30s? Mm, I think she's closer to your age than mine. Okay, so early to mid-30s, right, was out doing all this shit. We, we've been talking about there's a pinpoint, there's a pinpoint moment where everything changes. Right. And then you get almost 10 years removed from that. And this comes out, it kills any momentum you had for one, and then yeah. two, it makes somebody leery. That's what I said. It's, it, sets us, it sets us back so it's, fucking much, yo. Yeah, man. So it's it's, it's, it's sad, man, because you know you want to believe when people step up, do these kind of things, that they want to do these things, like they want to, they want to, you know, mash out and really be ready to do it. But you know, like I said, you can't throw six million dollars in front of me, nigga. I'm. But 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 you have to think about the circumstances too. Yes, it's sixty million dollars, and yes, niggas been broke, and it's a lot of money to just have at your fingertips. But this was money sent to you so that you could provide for the families of of black men who have been murdered, who couldn't provide for their families anymore, so that you could take care of the families of black women who are arrested and can't take care of their children to bail people out to fund lawyers to provide housing to 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 do things for the black community the amount of like moral (laughs) corruption there is high like this isn't just 60 million dollars that landed in your lap it's money that was for us and i think I get so frustrated watching black people do this to other black people because it's like, yo, every other community is already doing this to us. So if you can do this to us, what is even the point? And you, you think about logically, 60 mil is more than enough for you to to, to live. Nobody's telling you you can't live. Yeah. If you are doing this work, nobody's telling you, hey, that's no. 60 million for nothing else but that. No, no. Take, take a couple hundred thousand for you and the people. Mm-hmm. Live. Be functional, pay your bills, eat, right. bathe yourselves, travel. Nobody's right. saying you don't need a six million dollar house. I wouldn't right. even be mad at you taking a, a cool meal. Like take yeah. a cool meal. Buy a crib. But but like buying a six million dollar home Watch and then dream. none and then none of the other money being able to be tracked or traced mm-hmm. to like actionable items. That's the problem. Even with a six million dollar home, you might convince niggas it was okay if some of the other money was yeah, going yeah. anywhere else that niggas could find. Right? Like, give me a blues clues, bitch. Where is it at? Nah, that shit in crypto, baby. It's in it's it's in a it's in a crypto locker somewhere, nigga. Right. What, what you mean? Speaking that shit. <laughs> It's in the locker, big baby. Oh. They hope they hoping they turn around. They hoping them coins turn around. They had a bad they day. They hoping they turn around. God damn it. They threw that shit under the mattress. I hope not. 
It's easier to track that <laughs> way. You better put that shit in the lock and hope that, hope somebody try it ten times and lock it forever. Damn. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Well, I mean, we'll, we'll, details will come. Oh, you're gonna hear more about this. I'm yeah. sure. Yeah. Especially since they they figured out about this mansion shit. Somebody somebody gonna start pulling them strings. It's oh, gonna be one yeah. more thread. The whole sweat is coming apart. And when it do, it ain't gonna be pretty. If don't nobody else know, the IRS motherfucking know. Oh yeah, so. Iris know. Iris know. She know. So, mm-hmm. so I'll tell you that much. She's like, okay, mm-hmm. like, y'all niggas playing. You know what I'm saying y'all playing. <laughs> if don't nobody else can tell you. IRS gonna tell you. As long so. as I get my thirty to forty percent, y'all can do what y'all want. Don't play with me. That's so a go fact. Play with, them. play with us. That's a fact. <laughs> Oh man! All right. Um, rest in peace, Dwayne Haskins. Man, that's mm. fucking tragic. Tragic, tragic, man. I, details. 24. All the details aren't out yet. Twenty-four years old. Man, they said they said a dump truck, dog. And I just that shit. When they said at first they're like hit by a car, I'm like that fucking sucks. And then you say dump truck, and then now you starting to fucking like use your imagination, and you're like, fuck, man. I heard something on Twitter from a reporter. It was something as simple as he ran out of gas in his rental. It was trying to get across the the highway to get to a gas station and make a call to get a tub. And the truck just didn't stop in time. Like, just just a total freaking fuck accident, man. A baby. The nigga was a baby, bro. He was 24. Literally. He was a month away from 25. And then Adam Schefter didn't help himself on Saturday. News comes out. He puts in a tweet, you know, Dwayne Haskins passes away, car accident, talks about how he was struggling in the NFL, had some kind of had problems and all that. The, the, the kid just died, man. You don't need that. Yeah, nobody cares how nobody many fucking, fucking interceptions he threw his last fucking right. season. Like, He's not a fucking machine. It's a person. Uh, and so and that's just like... Rightfully so. Yeah, it, it just opens up a whole other can of like... Holding media accountable. I'm just so tired of them not being human. Like, just wanting to push these stories out, wanting to be clickbaity, wanting to be the person who says the most clever thing. Like, yo, just be a fucking person, bro. Be a fucking person. Like, we've all been through so much at this point in in this generation of people. If you are alive through the last five to ten years, we have all been through so fucking much. Like, we've seen so much. We're the first generation to ever see this much trauma. Because even, like, and I saw this question asked on Twitter, like, has life always been this hard? Or is it? does it feel compounded for us because we have social media and so we're seeing everything mm-hmm. happening in the entire world? Absolutely. I think Absolutely. it's that. No, and, it, it's 100% and, social media. And, and so we're seeing everything every bad thing that happens in the world every mm-hmm. fucking day mm-hmm. whereas back in the day you may have heard about it it may have popped up on your tv screen briefly but you didn't have to live through it yeah. i mean we're just living it's through on a loop. every tragic on experience that happens all the fucking time you know yeah. and it is wearing and taxing on us all that's why i'm not on it as much dog like when we when george floyd died and we were on, you Ugh. know, I was putting these videos together and we were fresh in the pandemic and, you know, you're on social media, we're on social media arguing with people, trying to 
like ch- change people's minds and, and minds, tell them yeah. why they're wrong. Mm-hmm. And and it, I realized nothing changed. And I said, nope, you know what? Nothing. I I cannot change anybody's fucking mind. I cannot. I don't have the fucking. I don't have the energy to do that shit. And that shit was so nope. taxing on my nope. my mental and my physical. Yeah. Like like just everything. Like it was so taxing, and I was in a fucking depressing state. At, it, it, it was like June 2020. I was so fucking like depressed for like the first time in like 10 years type shit and i'm like yo like what is this i don't like this yo like i can't it's a horrible feeling no no so i had to i had to recognize that shit and then try to snap out of it and it's like and and it's it's social media yo and like not for nothing now like yeah i'm ignorant to so much shit that's going on it's better that way and but i'm I'm, you know I'm, i'm I've always, I mean, I've always been like happy and joking, but I'm like happy, definitely happier than I was, you know, then when all that was going on. Mm-hmm. And it's just, and it, I feel kind of guilty, you know, well, like, and it's like a privilege involved in that. And it's like, damn, did I like, am I bailing on, you know, speaking my mind and speaking for what's right and what's wrong, or am I like, like, where's the line? Where's the balance of uh, of protecting your inner peace, but also like. I, I go on social now, laugh at shit, talk about sports, talk about music, and laugh at laugh at my friends. I'm I don't want to read the news all day. It's taxing, bro. No, I've completely because I was I was in the same boat as as Ev, right? Like where I was like arguing with people, trying to educate people, just and and I just yo, it was just making me so miserable. It was just making me so angry and miserable. Just dealing with people in that capacity and since i've given it up i think i feel a lot freer and a lot happier i i agree with you evan that i do feel some guilt there are times when things happen and i'll even type out a response or like go to respond to something somebody said or or to just tweet my thoughts on it and then i'm like no don't even do it don't even do it because you don't want to argue with these people you don't care what they think you're not going to change their perspectives and that played a huge role and i think what the pandemic was like yes was the pandemic about this virus and is it still about this virus sure but there was another pandemic that is that's you know been our whole lives for black people that was happening as well where things were just crumbling around us like right george floyd was murdered brianna taylor was murdered there were worldwide protests for black people around the country. Like literally I was in London and it was happening. It was happening in my backyard. It was happening here everywhere and nothing was changing. Nothing Nothing was moving and it just all performative shit. That's it. Everything was fucking performative. Black squares. And yo, it just, it just got to a point where I, the black squares. Yeah. Yeah. So now, no, it's not worth it. I just I'll tweet about Snowfall. Angela Lewis will add Bruh. me. Yeah. And and she, and that was fire. That Louis, was fire. Too. Listening. Don't don't get sensitive. Am I right or wrong? Wait. What I miss? <laughs> Louis added him. So I'm watching. Louis, Snowfall, that's right? the the that's uh the dude from Zane Sex Chronicles. No 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 woman? no. Yeah. Oh that's yeah that's his wife. His wife. Yeah 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 yeah. Yeah yeah. yeah. So I I'm talking about Louis because Louis's not cut out to lead. She she thinks she is, but she's middle management. And she goes, oh, really? 
Am I right or wrong? Don't nobody's looking. Only six hundred people follow me. Am I right or wrong? She tweeted you over over your opinion on a TV show character. Sure did. Yes. Sure did. She's an artist and sensitive about her shit. Because we were all actively tweeting through the show, and he used the hashtag, so she responded to the hashtag because she was actively tweeting the episode. They actually all actively tweeted that episode because Damson did too. Um, so she hopped in the 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 uh, hashtag, seen his tweet, and responded to it. Sure did. Did she reply to your Everybody reply? <laughs> no. So why did you reply? She asked about the plot. I asked about the plot. I get she's not going to reply. But hey, man, I'm talking about the plot too. Don't get up. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I was fucking dying yeah. laughing. Yeah. Oh, oh, man. Snowfall's a fucking shit show. Right, I got to catch up. Um. Uh, they renewed for season six. Season six, they wrap up the story. It's, it's time. Yep. Yep. They they going on acid trips. This tigers. <laughs> so cool, baby. Yo, wrap it's it up. up. Wrap that shit up, B. It's one. Yeah, 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 it's, yeah. Time. it's time. Damn, time, time, big Wrap it up. Oh man. All right, it's time to wrap this up because I need to shower and it's eleven o'clock. Fuck. Right. And decompress from Bianca's stories. I'm not gonna fall asleep till fucking one, two o'clock tonight. I already know it. I already know it. <laughs> Up. It's all good. He's gonna he's gonna text us at twelve forty five. Like, yo, remember when you said X Y Z? I fucking hate you. I hate y'all. Mm-hmm. Have I have I told I'm, you lately? I don't like you. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I, I like it would just picture that drive. It just I could not think about. At it. the goddamn fools all across social media. I'm at F Swain. Black of Wall Street. Hi, Bianca. You can listen to us on Apple Podcasts. How many stars? Five stars. Don't be a hater. Oh, apparently you can rate on Spotify now, too. So uh, go rate us on Spotify. Leave a comment on Spotify. Uh, Facebook, just click play right from the app. Um, Only from the app. You can't do it from desktop. I found out the hard way because I had to re-download the app just so I can share and put the podcast out there and then just log off again because (laughs) of what we just talked about. Fuck Facebook because of what we just talked about. Anyway... Uh, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, SoundCloud. Mm-hmm. I hate Bianca. Mm-hmm. All that good shit. Uh, <laughs> thanks for listening. See you.